All right, so we said follow-up, um, following up the new converts is a spiritual is a spiritual activity as evangelism. So in evangelism, you have to, and I told you that there is need for you, for the person who is following up, to be consistent in prayer and to make practice the leading of the Spirit. So you have to be consistent in prayer and also the leading of the Spirit. So, and I told you there are practical steps in follow-up. I said, number one, you are leading by example. Number two, what are you doing? Number one, leading by example. Number two, you know each disciples. Number three, so now, in teaching, I told you that it is sound doctrines that make the disciple grow. You don't give a disciple, um, you don't give a disciple, um, um, messages, you don't give a disciple messages that do not help the disciple to grow. You give the disciple sound doctrine. Sound doctrine will mean wholesome teaching, a teaching that he will feed on and is knowledgeable about it. And that, and you're lucky that we have, play, we have a lot of materials that you can use to teach from. For you can use to teach your disciples sound doctrine. Hundred percent of our material, we'll say ninety, is sound doctrine. We will I painstakingly explain the scriptures. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, and that's how you must be to your disciple. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry with teaching. Are you seeing it? Because you want to explain the gospel. You want to. You, Jesus was never in the hurry with teaching people. He spent three days with unbelievers in the wilderness teaching them. So he was not in the hurry. So as a believer, you can't be in the hurry with sound doctrine. You can't be in the hurry with teaching believers. You can't be in the hurry with, with, with follow-up. Are you getting me? I know you want them to grow. You want them to grow instantly. It takes a while. Are you getting me? Sometimes you will fight, you will argue, you will have thought again. They will just tell you they are not doing it again. You will still come back again. You will still teach. It takes a lot of patience to see. You know, just the same way it takes nine months for a baby to grow, right? In the belly. The same way it takes how many years for a baby to start walking. It's not the very day you give birth to a baby. The baby starts walking, right? It takes a while. And it will take a while before the baby starts going to school. You take a while before... How many years for the baby to grow? Are you seeing it? That is exactly how it is with Christianity. The child has to grow. Are you getting me? The child has to keep growing. That your disciple is a child. He has to, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2 verse 2, it says, As a newborn babe, desire the sincere milk of the word that he may grow thereby. So that is, it is the word that makes the believer grow. Are you getting me? The word makes the believer grow. The word makes the believer grow. So, things to do as you teach. So, there are some things you should do as you teach. Now, number one things, number one thing to do as you teach is have a teaching plan for each disciple. Have a teaching plan for each disciple. Have a teaching plan for each disciple. So, we are still on that number three in our teaching. Are you getting me? But now we are seeing some practical steps to do with teaching, right? Have a teaching plan for each disciple. Me, as your teacher, I have a teaching plan for you. I know what else to teach. Are you getting me? I know 
I've, I know I know the series we have not covered that we still have to cover this year. Are you getting me? I told you that I told you that there are certain things I must teach every year. I must teach prayer. I must teach evangelism. I must teach something around discipleship. I must teach um, faith. I must teach healing. I must teach um, the gifts of the spirit. There are certain things I must teach every year. So no, I must teach leading of the spirit too. So no matter no matter what wants to come my way, those things I mentioned, it must be in my curriculum every year. Go and watch it. Some of you that have been with me for long, I have always been teaching things like this every year. Prayer, evangelism, teaching, uh, leading of the spirit, faith. The only one I know I have not really spent time teaching is healing. And I'm going to start doing it strongly this year. Because we have to work, we have to know how to work in divine it. Hallelujah. So, you know, as you have to have teaching plans for each of your disciples. Because disciples will be on different knowledge and growth. You know, it's because it is a follow-up, one-on-one, right? The person you taught today now is different from the person you are teaching tomorrow, right? That person now, the person might be growing faster. Another one may be growing fast, may not be growing faster. That one may be growing faster because he's already listening to messages, already feeding, he's already asking a lot of questions, right? Another one may not even be hearing message that it's just your own voice is hearing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So each disciples have various ways they grow. So they so you have to be armed with the knowledge to know that you should have a teaching plan for each one. You should know that, okay, maybe this person, no, it is born again. Okay, this person, no, gift of internal. Okay, this person, it's, this person can already handle gifts of the spirit. Okay, this person, this person can already handle prayer. Okay, this person, this person can already handle core doctrinal stuff. Oh, yeah, Bible and Nautics. You know, you should have teaching plans like that. And don't be in the hurry to want the person to know all the Greek words on time. Be calm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be calm. If it's that you have to repeat a message one a million times, don't be in your So have a teaching plan for your disciples. Have it. So, and also, there may be times you may be led by the Spirit to teach something. That's why I taught you. That's why I'm saying, I told you, I said, follow-up is as important. One of the things that is important in follow-up is prayer and the leading of the Spirit. You could be praying for the disciple before you go and teach. And you could just have a nudging in your heart that... Oh, teach, teach, teach leading of the spirit. Just drop it here and there for the person. And there's something within. You know, you could just you could just have those intuitions in your spirit. It's not always the norm. Let me tell you, it's not always every time you have to follow the leading of the spirit in teaching. Calm down. So don't go and be waking up every morning and say, Lord, what I teach today. Calm. You should have those plans. You should know what the believer meal needs. Are you getting me? You should know what the believer has to eat. But there are times you can just follow the leader. How do you handle this person today? Are you getting me? So, it's not always the norm, but follow the leading of the Spirit sometimes. Are you getting in teaching? So, for everyone to plan to disciple, never assume for them. Never assume they know anything. Don't assume they know prayer just because they are coming to prayer meetings. Don't assume it. Are you getting me? Don't assume because the person has come for three hours prayer meeting, the person naturally knows prayer. Still teach it. Are you getting me? Don't assume because um, the person has been coming to church, the person already knows 
how to open the Bible or how to the person already knows stability in devotion. What don't assume. Are you getting? Don't assume. Don't assume for your disciple. Your role is not to make assumptions. Your role is to teach. Keep teaching. Just keep teaching. Teach the basics. Devotion. Person, um, stability in position, something like personal devotion. Teach the basics. Teach prayer. Teach them something like how to study, how to open the Bible, you know. This is the Bible, you know. Teach them how to study the Bible. Teach them leading of the Spirit. No, not leading of the Spirit. Teach them indwelling of the Spirit. That is the reality of the indwelling of the Spirit. Teach them things like that, the basis. I taught you all of these things in, in basis of the game. Go and listen to basis of the game. That can form the dog, your, your, your core sermon for, for even... For even one year of your discipleship, you can keep teaching. That's why it's about the basis of is really longer than you think. There's so many, so many, so many, so many interjection messages inside the inside these tracks. So many different topics, topics inside these tracks. Basis of Christianity can form your own just to make them assured that they know this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't assume. Teach them fasting. Teach them prayer. Teach them the importance of the local church. We have materials already about that. The role of the local church. We have a lot of so material. There is still going to be more. Teach them those core facts. Teach them what coming to church will do for them. So teach them the basics. Are you getting me? Don't go and pass your badge and have a saying, teaching them what you have not fully learned. But you cannot go wrong with the basics. Oh, prayer. You cannot go wrong with evangelism. Oh, you cannot go wrong with. Oh, you. You are joined, you have one spirit with God, you know? You cannot grow with you have an eternal salvation. You get me? You cannot grow with you are born again. You cannot go with you have gift of eternal life. You cannot go with testimony of the believer. You cannot go wrong with the basics. So you don't have to put yourself in problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't gonna start starting, oh, um, um, the incarnation. <laughs> three weeks after the person is saved, the next thing you are saying is, you know, there's a mystery. In the incarnation, <laughs> look at this, them things like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or look at this, them who made L? Who made L? Do you want to learn the mystery of who made L? Ah, <laughs> calm down. Are you getting what I'm saying? Teach them the basics. Also, prayerfully teach using the Pauline prayers. Prayerfully teach them using the Pauline prayers. Prayerfully teach using the Pauline prayers. The epistles are full of a lot of instructions to pray. And prayer plays a vital role in follow-up. You have to pray. Men and brethren, I don't assume that you are praying. Yes, I'm studying and looking at your report, but I'm still praying for you. And that's what I will do till I die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Never assume that oh, because this person is praying, you're not comforting. Still be praying. Are you getting having thought? Pray. Are you seeing it? Prayerfully teach them and use the Pauline prayers. In praying the Pauline prayers for those with disciples, it helps their reception and their understanding of God's word. You know, even before your meeting, you can say two minutes, let's just pray. That the eyes of our understanding is enlightened. You get it with them. But you, you are praying it for atone for them. In Ephesians 1, verse 16. 
He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of the entrance of the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what he believes, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and everything that is in him, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. You pray the prayer. It aims their reception to God's word. You know, you thought, some of you now, you, you have people you are following up on, right? Yes, teach them. Pray. You, are, you want to teach. Ensure you have prayed for them that, ah, this person's size of understanding. Spend hours. You can do, even do the gym. This person's size of understanding is enlightening. Sometimes it can just take one teaching section to change their life. Are you getting me? It could just take a meeting. Some of you that you are sitting there, it took just one meeting. It could just take that your one meeting for them to be consistent. One meeting. And you never can know which meeting God will choose. Are you getting me? It could just be your discipleship meeting. So take it as your ministry. Take this thing as your ministry. Are you getting me? Take this whole long thing as your ministry. Take this teaching them as your ministry. Are you getting Take it. Take it as... Take it very important. So when you are going to teach them, see it as you are going to go and teach a million people. Are you getting me? See it as I'm going to a big stage. See it as I'm going to Madison Square Garden to go and teach. Yes, it's just one person, but, but, but pour your life on that one person. Are you getting me? Look at me. Watch my examples. Look at that. We just finished a meeting yesterday. We are still here today. Pour your life on that one person. They will grow. Are you getting me? Pray. Pray. Pray for them. Pray the polite prayer for them. Ephesians 3 verse 14 to, to 16. It says, we, um, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, um, of whom the whole head, Ephesians 3 verse 14 to 16, of whom the whole, or 14 to 19, sorry, of whom the whole head in heaven and earth is named, that it will grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with mind by the Spirit in his inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, be able to comprehend with all saints what is the length, what is the breadth, what is the breadth, what length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, and that he might be filled with the fullness of God. You know? So, you have to, you have to ensure that, you have to ensure that, you pray that you pray these prayers for them. Philippians 1 verse 9. I pray that your love may abandon more and more in knowledge. You know, you pray those prayers for them. Colossians 1 verse, verse 1 to Colossians 1 9 to 11 prayer that you are filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You pray those prayers for them. Philippians 1 verse 4 to 6. You know, it says that um, the communication of the thing will become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Pray those prayers for them. Pray it for them. Pray it for them. Those way so as you are teaching, then you are praying, right? Yes, you are praying, you are praying before you come for service, you are praying, you are praying after in your videos, in your prayer, you are praying. You get it, you are praying for that soul. No soul is difficult. I used to teach you, there is no hard ground, they are just weak men, and you are you can be the weak man because you have just decided not to pray. Are you getting it? So stay with that person, teach, pour your heart, pour your life on the person. So, discipleship is a great responsibility. It is a great responsibility. And because, do you know why it's a great responsibility? Because it is just the word of God we are teaching. Our focus is just teaching and ensuring that the subject we taught is well understood by the person, by the year. 
It's a great responsibility. And we have to ensure that that thing we are teaching you, everybody that we are teaching understands it. So you want to make sure that that your disciple understands what you are teaching. Are you getting it? So go for one-on-one meetings. Go for one-on-one meetings. Go for one-on-one meetings. That person you have been telling you, that person you have been saying, come to church, come to church. And the person said, no, go for one-on-one meetings. It can happen in your meeting. Are you getting me? Hear what I'm saying today by the Spirit of God. It can happen in your meeting. It can happen in your meeting. That one-on-one meeting. That person who has been coming to church before and the person stopped coming, go for one-on-one. Stay on one-on-one for a while. The person will be the one to ask you, when, when next is service? Are you hearing me? The person will be the one to ask you, when next is service? It can happen in your one-on-one meeting. It can happen. And I told you, lanes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Spend time just in the name of Jesus and just touch the person. Please. It can happen in your meeting. So, see, also, another thing you should take note of is in the teaching, we, we've said, how, what are the simple things we, we learn in teaching? Have a teaching plan, right? Yes, sir. We said, pray, prayerfully teach using the polite prayer, right? Yes, sir. Now, also, teach simply. Teach simply, carefully, regularly and patiently. I'll say it again. Teach simply. That's number three. You know, we said, have a teaching plan for his disciples. Mm-hmm. Prayerfully teach using the polite prayer. Mm-hmm. And now, teach simply, carefully, regularly and patiently. Teach simply, regularly, patiently. Teach simply, regularly, carefully and patiently. Teach simply, carefully, regularly, and patiently. Look at John 21. John 21. Teach simply, carefully, regularly, and patiently. It can happen in your meeting. Say it can happen in my meeting. It can happen in your meeting. It can happen in your meeting. It can. Go for one-on-one. Create, remember I told you you have to create time, right? You have to create time. It can happen in your meeting. And you know we are going to raise men. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Strong men. These ones are not just weak ones. They are not just people that were telling you, I'm not coming to church. No, strong men. Strong men. Strong. It will happen everywhere, across the cities, across the nation. You will have friends in another state. You are raising them. You are teaching them. You see? Even Zoom will work in these coming days. Zoom, FaceTime will work in these coming days. You, you just give them messages. You just give them messages. You just give them messages. You just be following up. Okay, have you heard this? Oh yeah, let's pray. Let's pray together. You just spend one hour or two hours on it. It will work. And that person will be strong. The person will just come here and receive a touch from us maybe like two weeks. Boom, go back and explode the city. It will work. It will work. It can happen in your meeting. Say it can happen in my meeting. It can happen in your meeting. Let's pray about that song. It can happen in your meeting. It can happen in my meeting. It can happen in my meeting. That one on one, that one on one teaching. It can happen. That two, two, two to one. That FaceTime. That Zoom. It can happen. It can happen. Okay, you don't have time. Oh yeah, just let's let's meet on FaceTime. It can happen. It can happen. Hallelujah. Don't rely. Don't rely on online. Hear what I'm saying and hear me well. Don't rely on online, but don't rule it out. Are you getting me? Don't rely on, oh, can we meet on FaceTime? Or can we meet on Zoom? But don't take it out. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Don't rely on it, but don't abandon it. You You have to be smart. Don't rule it out. It can happen in your meeting. 
Before that face time, you can still pray. Are you getting me? Yes. You know why you are at work and you have been praying in tongues? Because you have a meeting by 5 p.m. Maybe after work or 7 p.m. You can just be praying in tongues at work under your breath for just the, for just that one so you want to go and preach to You get me? It can happen. I see it happening. I see it happening. Weeks from now, weeks, not even months, weeks, weeks from now, it's happening. This month, before this month of July, some of you will reach strange new men. Strange new men. This is, July is just starting. It shows that we have a couple of weeks left in this month. Strange new men. Every one of you, Siteji and even Noah. Strange new men. Strange new men. All of you will just be super busy. You know, I told you, I told you in the meeting, like, in this meeting, I said, in this, you will be busy with life in coming days. Right? Yes. You have to be busy with life. It can happen. In your meeting, 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 it can happen. That FaceTime call, it can happen. Okay, the person is not free. It's not free. Okay, can we spend 20? Hallelujah. Look at what wisdom I just got for you. Oh, I'm not free, I'm not free, I'm not free, I'm just not free. Person is saying, I'm not free. Wait, can we just spend 10 minutes on the call? I won't waste your time. You time the person 10 minutes. All right, you just explain. This is what the scripture is saying. The person just here. It's happening. It's happening. It might, it, it might look like, it might look like nothing happened. But I tell you the truth by the power of God tonight. It happened. Something happened to the person. Just like, just via you talking. You know, I Power is in our words. The Bible says that the, um, life and death is in the power of the throne, right? Yes. The power is in our words. So as we are speaking, as we are preaching, we are, we are dispensing the power of God to that person. Are you getting okay. And you just time yourself 10 minutes. All right, good night. I'll call you again tomorrow and that 10 minutes. You know? I'll call you again next tomorrow and that 10 minutes. I'll call you. Okay, you can say, well, Monday, I'll call you on Wednesday another 10 minutes. Okay, I'll call you on Friday another 10 minutes. You know? I'll call you on Sunday night another 10 minutes. It can happen. Hallelujah. It can happen. It can happen. Families will believe the gospel. Families will believe the gospel. Families will believe the gospel. From that child, he will bring his brother. His brother will bring his sister. His sister will tell his friend, and we're going to flood the earth. Oh, glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Look at John 21. I said, teach simply, prayerfully, regularly, and patiently. Teach simply, Carefully, regularly, and patiently. John 21, 15 to 17. Look at what Jesus said. He said, So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth me, loveth thou me more than this. And he said, Yea, Lord, I love thee. And he said unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he said unto him again, the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me. And he said unto him, Yea, Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee, and he said, Feed my sheep. And he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me. Peter was grieved because he said, Ah, the third time, lovest thou me. And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. The oversight responsibility of the disciples is aside by feeding the flock. You have to be feeding the flock. And I told you, how do you feed the flock? You teach. You teach. So Jesus was speaking to Peter about in John 21 and says, feed, feed means have oversight. Have oversight over that flock. Have oversight over that person. Feed means oversight. It means care. 
it means support it means attention give the person your attention are you getting me yes, give the person your attention show support show care are you getting me yes, show sir. that you care about the person like don't just say can we just meet for meetings service? can we just meet service? let's just be teaching no show care have you eaten today what have you eaten you know show care show support how is your how is your how is your training going how is your class going how is everything going how is work you need the help you know Show care, show support, have oversight over the person. As somebody who disciples everybody, your work demands consecration on the cross. So you see, you are too busy. You are too busy to be finding out what's going on online. You are too busy. Your, month, your work demands consecration on that floor. You have to concentrate well. It's like saying you are looking at this person. It's like, you know, how a, a newborn, you know, a, a, a mother, when the mother gives birth to a child, how the mother is king. If the mother, if the child falls down, you know the mother is not happy. That is exactly how discipleship is. He, you are just king. He, who you are, what, what has happened to him? That, that's why it has to be regular. You don't just leave the person hanging for one week and you are not texting your disciple. How is everything going? What's going on? Check up on the person. If it's that you have to drive down to the person's house, go there. Are you seeing it? Have regular oversight over the person. Flock means it. Flock refers to people specific. You must know your primary exam, your primary assignment. My primary assignment is you people. My primary assignment is our local church here. I don't have oversight over another person's church. I don't have oversight over my friend's church. If somebody invites me today, that's not my priority. In fact, when somebody invites me, flock means flock refers to people specific. People specific. You must know your primary assignment. So if my friend, if my friend invites me now to come and preach, sometimes I don't even prepare, I just prepare in prayer, I don't prepare in teaching. Because what am I going to do? Am I going to go and do series there? You are my major assignment. You people are my major assignment. I don't even, I'm not even looking forward to invitations. Will it come? Definitely it comes, but I don't look forward to it. You are my major assignment. I'm focused on my work. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to be focused. That your disciple is your focus. How you should start thinking of how this disciple now will multiply. How this person will reach another person. Are you getting it? How you two will reach another person, you know? You should start thinking about things like that. That's how I'm thinking for you. How you two you will multiply. How you will multiply. Are you getting it? How that person will multiply. Your flock is your primary assignment. Acts 20 verse 28. Look at what Paul told you here. That's in Ephesus. In Acts 20 verse 28. Acts 20 verse 28. He says, Take it therefore to yourself and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made the overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Take it to yourself. I thought you were taking it. You can listen to take it. I thought it says, Take it to yourself and all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made the overseers and feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Feed them. Feed them. Feed them. Are you seeing it? You know, you, you feed them in prayer, right? As you are praying for them, you are feeding them in your teaching, right? You are, you are caring for them, you are showing support, you are giving them your attention. So you see, it has to demand regular texting. Are you seeing it? Regular conversations. Are you seeing it? You have to be available. So you see that in this kind of our ministry work, there is no superstar. Have to be, it's we have to be communicating every time. Are you seeing it? Has to be it's not the, you have to be accessible. There will not be a time where I will not be accessible to any of you. I'm very accessible to you people. There won't come a time in life 
Even in the 50 years, I will still be accessible to you people. I will still be accessible to all our disciples. That's because that is our work. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's our work. So, in teaching, the attitude of a shepherd is required. Teaching must be done with more simplicity. Don't can be bringing grammar to blow their head away. You know, in the braggadocia or the zuziki, ah, ah. <laughs> they can't understand. That's why sometimes in the Greek word, I spell it for you so that you can take notes. I spell the Greek word for you. You teach with more simplicity. You avoid high sounding words. You have to be clear. In communicating God's word, you want to come down to the level of each of your disciples. Their age, their level of education. Somebody who is not well learned, you have to start thinking, how would you communicate better to this person? Are you seeing it? That's why in not the materials we release, especially in all these are short, short pamphlets, we will not put Greek words. If at all we put Greek words, we explain it well. Are you getting me? We explain it very well. So that it's very clear for them. Very simple. Each disciple, you come down to their level of education, their age, their education will come down. So patience is very vital. As you are teaching, patience is very vital. You have to be very patient. Don't be in a hurry to jump into the next topic. Don't be. I am not in a hurry. That's why I teach in series. I don't rush. Don't be in a hurry to jump to the next topic. Don't be. You know that teaching of faith of God that I just recently taught is a message I can teach in just one day. One check everything is just repetition. But I'm not in there. I want you people to understand it well. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be in a hurry to jump into the next topic. Be patient. If it's that it will take you one one month to explain the gift of eternal life to them, gift of eternal life part one, just be, just be, just be teaching. Come down to their level. Patience is in teaching is also very bad. Don't be in your to jump into the next topic. Or teach a subject that they do not understand yet. Don't be in your Just like Paul, be ready to repeat yourself again. Look at him in Philippians 3, verse 1. Philippians, be willing to repeat yourself over and over and over and over and over and again. Repetition is the very best key to learning. Philippians 3, verse 1. We can still this one. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, is not grievous. Or to you, it is what say. To write the same things to you is not grievous. Be willing to repeat yourself again and again. So Paul repeated his teaching over and over and over and over and over and over again to them. So we ought to follow the same pattern. We ought to follow suit. In the same pattern, be willing to repeat yourself again. So, and also, it is important to teach regularly. I just give you wisdom for those people that don't have time. You know, 10 minutes conversation on the call is a follow up. Are you seeing? I'm saying it again to you. Are we going to rely on online? Don't, don't rely on it, but don't take it out. Are you getting me? Yes. That 10 minutes. Five minutes and say, hey, can we share the word? Can we just, can you just, you know, do you know what this teaching is saying? This and that. Ensure you are sowing the seed. Keep planting the seed. Keep praying. The power of God is working. I tell you today, this evening, the power of God is working. Men are going to be receptive to your words. 
Nuchamaka gave us a song of a prophecy two years ago, last year, where they say, Men are receptive to hear me. That song is by the Spirit of God. Men are receptive to hear us. He says, you know, you know what the instruction in that song is? So I go, I go, so I go. See, my spirit is willing to do. My, my spirit is filled with your wisdom to do. I go, Lord. I don't struggle to do. Men are receptive to hear me. Men are receptive to listen. And I go. And I go. So we act on God's word. Hallelujah. We act on God's I believe that song is a song of the season now. I believe it. Hallelujah. Praise Men are receptive to hear us. As we call them on the phone. As we text them God's word. Even if it is a scripture, you just text them per day. Just to drop spin it. Hey, feed on. Just meditate on this. I'm praying for you. You know? <laughs> I'm just praying for you. Just drop it there. I'm praying for you. Let them see your consistency. Even they don't reply. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Everything is good. Just let me know when you need anything. Are you good? Are you fine? You just give them a spin it of what we thought in money. You just drop it there. You see, you know, like Pastor taught us um, so, so, and so, 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 and so. Uh, I just thought to share this with you this evening. I don't know if it blesses you. Thank you. Just type it. You be willing to go the extra mile with the soul. Be willing to go the extra mile with the soul. Just say, I'm praying for you. Everything will be all right. Everything will be fine. Everything will be good. Be willing to go the extra mile. See, in this work, we don't have shame. Are you getting me? In this work we are doing called ministry, we don't have shame. We are, very, we are called servants. That's what the Bible calls us. Servants. You know what servant means? It means a slave. We are just poor. That's why Paul said, I'm a slave to the gospel. I'm a servant. Are you getting me? We are, we are servants. Servants. Our spirit is filled with his wisdom to do. We go, Lord. We don't struggle to do. Men are receptive to hear us. I believe that's a song by the Holy Ghost. That's a song by the Holy Ghost. Men are receptive to hear us. Men are receptive to listen. So we go. So the instruction in that song is we go. We go. And we are still going. Hallelujah. So the person is not texting. The person does not want to call. Drop a text message. Are you getting me? Just put some few three, four lines. This just you just said this was impressing my spirit to share with you. You could pray about something to share by text. Are you getting me? Just pray. What can this person hear, right? Just send it and drop it there. Just drop it there. I say, God bless you. Have a beautiful day. Or have a nice night. I just just so it's impressing my spirit to do this. I'm sure some of you are catching more, even more wisdom than, than I'm saying right now. Because Chemaka sang a song of the Holy Ghost. Her spirit is filled with his wisdom to do. We go, Lord. You and I, we don't struggle to do. Men are receptive to hear us. Men are receptive to listen. Are you getting it? So what's the instruction? We go. Hallelujah. We go. So be willing to teach over and over and over and again. Be willing to teach. Be willing to teach. Be willing to teach over and over and over and over and over and over and again. The apostles consistently taught the believers in the book of Acts. They kept teaching in the book of Acts. They kept teaching in the book of Acts. So that set a pattern for the ones that we are discipling. Set a pattern for the we that we are discipling or you that you are discipling. Set a pattern for you to follow in Acts 2 verse 42. Acts 2 verse 42. Acts 2 verse 42. It says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostle doctrine 
in breaking of bread and in prayer consistently. Acts 6, verse 1 to 4. Acts 6, verse 1 to 4. It says, and the number of disciples of Jesus, there arose those mummies, the Grecians, and the Hebrew women, and they were neglected in the administration, and the twelve, and then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them, and said, It's no reason that we leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look here among you, men of honest reports, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, and we will give ourselves continually to what? Pray unto the ministry of the word. At 11 26. At 11 26. At the level of verse 26, and when he has found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves together with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. You know, that your disciple can bring his friend. That that makes it that makes it feel like because the person cannot disciple you. Don't worry. I'm giving you this as a wisdom. Don't go and start telling your disciple to disciple somebody that you, you are not too sure he can do it. Are you getting me? You can help the disciple to start discipling that person. So that means you are discipling two people at once. So it means the level of the growth of that one is different from the level of the growth of the second person. Are you getting me? You start doing it that way. So you start start gathering yourself that way. You start having a sale. Are you getting me? That friend is bringing another friend, making three. That friend uh, making four. Uh, making five. You know, you can start talking to yourself that is that is any feeling. Don't you have friends that you talk to? Don't you have friends that you want them to learn God's word? Invite them now. Don't you? Are you, or are you not getting blessed? You know, things like that. Acts fourteen verse twenty two. Acts fourteen verse twenty two. Acts fourteen verse twenty two. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them. So continue in the faith that we must through tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. You know, so you must, you must teach regularly, carefully, simply, and what? Patient. So, in follow-up, teaching the word of God should not be hurriedly done. Don't be in a hurry. It must be well planned out, right? So, I'm going to teach you how to even write teaching notes to you. All of you will be submitting teaching notes to me soon. I think I taught you people this before, but I will read. God, if you listen to Believer and the Ministry Track Team, you should see things like that. Dude. But I will teach you how to take teaching notes, planning how to see my own notes, well, well arranged. You plan out your teaching, how you schedule. Are you getting it? Your teaching should be well planned. That's why I will advise that these materials we are releasing, use it for now. It will help you have a plan because if you see how systematic it was well arranged are you getting it will help you have a plan we're going to release more in coming days like we're going to get more busy releasing material why is to help you have teaching materials so those ones to also have teaching materials are you getting me so as they to are teaching you can easily tell your disciple this will not be difficult for that your disciple again that your disciple can easily have a material to go and teach. you can't tell him you can tell him did you follow that teaching on money? He can tell you yes. Are you getting me? He tell you, you I say explain to him when you get to this point, tell him this. When you get to this point, tell him this. So that kind of material is going to help. Are you getting me? We we'll have teaching material. Let it be planned out. You know what you are doing. You are skilled. So let me tell you something. God trusts men who are faithful with their work. Are you, if you are faithful, I've always taught you, go and listen to my messages on faithful, take it, don't know those things. If you are faithful with what you with one, you will have ten. How do you pour out your life on just that one you have? Are you getting me? Do you pour out your life? Are you praying for that person? 
See the see that one soul like you are teaching in Madison Square Garden. Are you getting me? Yes, are you getting me? Yes, see that one soul as you are teaching in Madison Square Garden. Picture their lives. I'm seeing beyond you people. That's why when I'm talking, I'm talking beyond you people. I'm talking to nations. When I'm when I'm recording, when I'm recording our message, I'm talking beyond you. I'm talking to men in Mexico. I'm talking to men in Peru. I'm talking to men in Panama. I'm talking to men in Argentina. Men in Brazil. I'm talking between. I'm talking beyond you people. Nations are still going to hear my voice. They are coming and they will hear my voice. So it's beyond you people. But am I pointing out my life to you people? Yes. And I'm also indirectly pointing out my life to men who hear this voice. Are you getting it? So teach them like you are teaching me in Madison Square Garden. Just that one so pour your life on that one so. Just that to pour your life on that to teach. You can't get tired of teaching. If me, your pastor, I don't get tired of teaching, you can't get tired. Are you getting me? You can't get tired. If it is text message, don't be sending them. Don't be telling them something was impressing my spirit. I just thought to share with you. Don't be sending it. Maybe once in two days. Thank you. Have a blessed day. I'm praying for you. Hope everything is good. Hope you are doing well. So if they are not receptive, I thought to you. But we know they will be receptive by God's power. Just be consistent. Be teach regularly. Teach him to be have a well planned, have it well planned out, have it scheduled. Speak specific time in the week. Okay, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Don't be late too. Are you getting Thursday, 5 p.m.? A specific time. Teach them. Teach each person. It helps you achieve your goal. It helps you achieve maturity. You also have the person to know that. The person is looking forward to something. Okay, Wednesday on the call, 10 o'clock. By 9.59, you have called. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are ready. You, are, you know what you want to share by that thing. It's not as if when you get to the call, you're just you're trying to rabble rouse. No, you should live ready as a minister of the gospel. I am, see, wake me up tomorrow. I can teach you a message. I can teach you a series. I am ready. It's just me that I have to be here. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to be ready. So I have scheduled. Okay, is it 10 o'clock, 10 p.m.? Okay, yes. Okay, Tuesday, 8, 8 a.m. Yes. When half times, fix the time. So let the disciples be looking forward to Tuesday, 5 p.m. Where they have a meeting. Are you getting me? Tuesday, 10 p.m. We'll have a meeting. You get it? So the person should be looking forward to it. Be scheduled, have it, have it planned out. So let's say you meet with the person today. Um, Tuesday, you can say this time is free for you. I, I promise I won't waste your time next week. The same time next week, you know, the same time next week. Continue again. So fix it with the time. So it shows that you too, you have to be working around that time. You're not get, gonna, you're not gonna get busy. Are you getting what I'm saying? You're gonna be more busy with lives. And see, I was telling Abraham, you call it this one. We are going to have money so much in coming days. We are going to be so rich. God is going to give us so much money. And the beauty about it is that we are going to be men doing ministry. We will not let the money enter our lives. Are you getting me? But that we will not have money. We are going to be rich. Stinkily rich. But our money will be pivoted towards the gospel. Money is coming. Say money is coming. We are going to have abundance of resources. But we will be men who will still rule off our sleeves in prayer. Hallelujah. We will be men who will still get ourselves dirty in the harvest field. We will be men who will still be hungry for the world. Hungry for prayer and just and not just hungry for money. Opportunities are coming. Avenues for money to make money are coming. Resources are coming. God is going to bring men to favor you. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? God is going to open doors to favor you in the natural. Opportunities are coming. Beautiful, high-paying jobs are coming. But you know what? You will not lose your guard, right? Because you know your priority. See, my priority is for the gospel. 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 You know your priority. You know your priority. You know your power. Money is coming. Money is coming. None of you is going to be in lack. None of you is going to be in lack. See, the tough times can be now, but tough times never last. Are you getting what I'm saying? Tough times never last. All your debts will be cleared up by the power of God's Spirit. Tough times never last. It never lasts. So, we are going to stay hungry for God's word. Stay hungry for souls. Yet, we are making money in the, in the natural. So, you see, it will be an addendum to your disciples. They say, ah. So, if your disciples say, no, you tell them, I'm busy with this thing too. And I'm also teaching you here. So, you don't have an excuse. Are you seeing? God is going to give us that grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, you have those plans. Have those teaching schedules. Have it planned. Have it scheduled. Fix specific times during the week to teach them. It will help the person. It will help you to achieve your goal. So, you know your role now. Your role is to mature and groom the person by the word of God. Your role is to mature the person and groom the person by the word and spirit. So, you are, your work is to re- mature the person, groom the person by the word and spirit. You will mature the person. You will groom the person by the word and spirit. And that must be patiently done. Don't be in the hurry. Don't be in a hurry to quickly finish your teaching on Bond again because another series is out. Don't be in a hurry. Are you getting me? You have a lifetime. I used to tell you, I said, we have a lifetime to study God's word. I am not in the hurry. None of you can put me under pressure. I will teach you patiently. Are you getting me? I will lay the right foundations where we are not in the hurry. I'm not dying soon. You are not dying soon. Are you getting me? I'm not dying soon. You are not dying soon. We have one dress of years to live together. And we are going to study this word. See, we are we can't be done, but we will study. Are you hearing me? So don't be in a hurry to make them understand. Patiently teach them. Have it scheduled, have it planned. 10 p.m. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Thursday, 5 p.m. Saturday. You know, have it planned out like that. And you will see results. Mm-hmm. You will see results. Mm-hmm. So we said patiently teach, right? Yes, Patiently teach, carefully teach, right? Mm-hmm. Regularly teach and patiently don't. So what, what's the number one thing on how to teach them now? You said have a teaching plan for each disciples. What's the second one? We have to teach them. What's the third one? Teach regularly. Alright, now, the, the next one is use resources provided by your local church. Use the resources that are provided for your local church to teach them. Remember, the end goal is that you bring them to church, right? So use the resources provided by your local church to teach them. They include our audio materials. They include our pamphlets, our write-ups. By the time we have radio stations, they will use it. By the time we have TV broadcasts, you know, we will use those materials. Use those materials to teach them. That's what you should use. Don't use an extra biblical source. <laughs> Sorry, I said extra biblical. Extra, don't use a, a material that you learn from outside. No. Because you want them to grow in a spirit. It's like saying, let me tell you, it's like saying, look at that pole now. Look at how the pole is long. It's like saying you want them to grow in a pattern. So imagine you are teaching them the same way you are taught. Are you getting me? They are growing in a pattern. They are having the same conversations with you. They are having the same diet with you. 
Are you getting me? So you use the materials provided in your local church. Use it. It is impractical that you that you would be with your disciples all day long. And you cannot take advantage of the resources available for your local church. It is very impractical. You have to use the materials. We have ma- you can give them message. You can say for you to understand this more. Go and listen to this audio. Are you getting me? Use materials. Okay, read this thing before you come. Okay, read. You know, use materials available for your local church. Use it. By the time we have social media page, you know, very soon we'll, we'll open a social media account or we'll be posting the word of God. It will just be strictly word of God. Yeah, have you read have you read what is what was posted today? Use this, use 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 the materials. Are you getting what I'm saying? Use it to teach them, use it to train them, use it to feed them. So that way they are they are growing constantly. So these resources are the tools, they are the assignment you use. They form the basis of your conversation when you teach. Ah, did you hear what Pastor said the last Sunday? Are you getting did you, ah, have you heard this material? Pastor was so you know. It formed the basis of your conversation. That can even form an interaction to teach. He, did you hear that material? Pastor was so hot in that material. Pastor was so loud in that material. Pastor was just shouting. He was just mentioning my name. You know? Especially some people that your name is in my name. Did you hear my name in that message? That's how to start a material. Are you getting what I'm saying? It starts called, it helps your discipleship better. It helps your discipleship. Use, so, our work is. My work is to make sure that you people have available resources to do ministry. So when you spend, so and also very soon now, well, let's say when we release magazines, when we release materials now, people will be buying. You can you can buy those materials for your disciples. When we start releasing more materials, that people will have to buy, and you too, you have to buy it too. <laughs> you buy those things for your disciples. So it shows that you place value over their spiritual growth. It shows that you place value over their spiritual growth. Because you can't be with them all day long, right? You can't be, it is impractical for you to be with your disciples all day long. You can't be with them 24-7. You can't be with them all week. It's just once or twice in a week. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't be with them every day. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't go and say, because I say, teach, teach, teach. You know what I'm saying? Come and meet me every day. No. <laughs> you can't be with them every day. But what can help you? The materials. Please listen to this. You know? Please hear this. Please read this material. Are you getting Please read the Facebook. Please read what we wrote on Twitter. Please um, listen to our radio station. Oh, please watch him on TV. Are you getting It will help you. You can't be with them every day. In fact, it's not even, it's not even practical for you to say, Come with me tomorrow. Come with me tomorrow. Come with me tomorrow. Every time, every day. Ah, no. They will run away. Are you getting it? But the materials will heal you. Teachers, you know that if you want to really understand this thing very well, you can listen to this material. Are you getting it? Gradually, gradually, they are getting used to what you are doing. Hearing messages every day too. Are you getting it? You can give them an assignment. You can say, okay, I give you one week to hear this. I give you, I give you, Two weeks at least. Yeah, they take notes gradually. You might tell them not to even take notes, just hear it. At least gradually, gradually. Are you getting me? Use materials, it will help you. So we said number one in teaching. 
Avec des gens plein number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Make yourself available to be taught also. <laughs> make yourself available to be what? To be taught also. A good student makes a what? A good teacher. A good student makes a good, a good teacher. It just makes you understand that the attitude to which you receive God's word is the attitude to which you will communicate it. So that's why you must pay attention in service. A good student is a good teacher. I told you in this meeting, I said, there is a way a minister of the gospel listens to you, listens to his teacher or his pastor different from a, a normal member. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because you, you are listening because one day you are going to teach this. Are you getting me? Just like what I'm teaching you now. Do you know that? Do we have to gather people later on in the future and you have to teach them from this material? Are you seeing it? So there's a way you listen that one day you're going to teach your disciples these things. So a good, stu- a good teacher or a good student makes a good teacher. So you hold yourself a commitment to ensure that you do not stop learning. Me, as, as you are looking at me, I can't stop learning. I'm learning every day. Early in the morning today, I have fed on the word. I spent time feeding on the word. I spent time praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must keep, you must make a commitment to yourself to keep learning. Because for us, you people will slack. If I'm not learning, if I'm not studying the word, it is going to tell on you people. So being involved in discipleship does not exclude you from learning. It doesn't say, I'm too busy to now sit there again because you have members. I'm too busy to sit down to Lagos. I'm too busy to show up on Sunday service. I'm too busy to be here materials every Sunday because you have to teach. No. That's why all of you will stay accountable to you die. That's Richard God's report. Start seeing it as something you submit to you die. <laughs> there is no end to it though. You can say because I'm not the pastor of... Uh, I, I pastor the West Africa now and the pastor East Africa. I pastor the... Uh, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the continent, continental pastor. Of well, not America, so you don't submit it, you know, again, you don't submit your, your spiritual good, but you will submit it till you die. So get used to it, get used to typing and submitting every day. So <laughs> get used to, you know, this one is doing one hour prayer chain every day. It will increase as the years go by because as your responsibility increases, your prayer life has to double. Are you getting me? So get used to you hearing the word every day. Just hearing the word. Because you have to be a good student. It's a good teacher of the gospel. A good student is a good teacher. You, so that you are discipling people does not mean you will, not, you, you will stop learning. No, you will still keep learning. So being involved with discipleship does not exclude you from learning. Rather, it ought to let you see the need to learn more. You know that because you have to teach a message, you know that you have to release it to it again. I don't know if that has started happening to you. Because you know you have to teach this, you have to go and hear it again very, 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 very well. You have to learn more. Look at Timothy. Timothy was a pastor, yet he was still committed to learning. Look at 2 Timothy 1, 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 2. 2 Timothy 2, 1 to 2. It says, Therefore, my son, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the grace 
that is in Christ Jesus. And the things which thou hast heard of me, among many witnesses, commit unto faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So he was still learning. Continue. So a shepherd who loves his flock is committed to leading and teaching them aright. And you have to remain an humble student of the world. So that's it. They will be teaching you something. They say, I know it. I've heard it before. I know it. I know it. I've heard it before. Like what I used to do many years ago. <laughs> I know it. I've heard it before. I've heard it. No, that's not an humble approach to learn. Are you getting what I'm saying? So even if you are hearing what I'm teaching in the next 50 years, you cannot be saying, I know it. Or saying it after me. You will just be reacting and writing note again. Or saying, this is the next statement. No. You have to stay humble. To the world always. So number one. What's number one again in teaching? Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Follow the leading of the Spirit. This is very important. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Hmm. In ministry, this is key. Thank God we have materials already on the leading of the Spirit. Follow the leading of the Spirit. Even in teaching people, me too, I follow the leading of the Spirit. You too follow the leading of the Spirit and teach. I shouldn't be the one choosing topic for you to teach your disciples. Have a well-planned out section. You know what they need to know. They don't understand the basis of the gospel. Teach them. They don't understand who they are in Christ. Teach them. They don't understand that they are saved. Teach them. One of the first things you know, need to first teach a believer is, is reality of salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? One of the first things you need to teach them is the basics of Christianity. Born again. The fact that they have to give The fact that they don't need to know what God has done for them as salvation. Teach them. But yet, follow the leading of the Spirit. Discipleship is a supernatural activity. You don't resort to the flesh. Are you hearing me? Ministry is supernatural. You don't resort to the flesh. Discipleship is a supernatural activity. So the believer must take natural initiative, yes, but we must be sensitive to the leading and prompting of the Spirit. Natural initiatives such as what time is available for you, you know, and different other natural initiatives. But yet, you are sensitive and to the leading and promptings of the Spirit, you have to be sensitive. You have to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. So, listening to and obeying the leading of the Spirit sometimes is often as a result of an outflow of you praying for them. So, you know, when you are praying for them, you can know what to do. The reason why a lot of you know why you don't know what to do for your disciples is because you don't pray. In praying for them, you can know the next steps to take. Are you getting what I'm saying? Picturing them in prayer. I mentioned, I thought you been, well, I'm going to tell you this in the next, in the next one. In, so you have to pray for them. So in choosing the right subject sometimes, it helps in discipling them. You know, you can, you can know by the Spirit of God what is the next subject to actually teach. What's the next thing to explain? What's the next thing to talk about? It helps them, it helps you in discipling them supernaturally, handling their lives by the wisdom of God. See, you don't use See, this is God's life. Are you getting me? That soul that you have in your hand is important to God. See it as God is trusting you to do his work. 
Do you know the work that we have to do as pastors? Is that God is trusting us with each and every one of his life. Are you seeing? God is now trusting the responsibility of a life to you. So you have to handle that so well. Are you hearing? So you see that this is not, this is beyond the natural. So how do you handle the soul well? You go and pray. Are you getting it? You go back to God in prayer and talk to God about that soul. Pray the polite prayers. Do it for them. So in handling it, so you follow them. You take natural initiative, yes. But what do you do? You pray for them. And you, it helps you sometimes in discipling them supernaturally. You choose the right subject for them. You handle their lives by the wisdom of God. So what's number one? Number two? We hope you know that we are still in number three. Number real three. Hope you know we are still in number real three. What's the first number one? In following, in 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 how to follow. Lead by example. Number two. Number three. So we are still on teaching them the word. Hope you know. We are still on. So we are looking at the practical steps in taking the teaching. Areas. So what are the practical steps? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Now, what's number seven? What do you think it is? Number seven, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for your disciples. Ah, brethren, pray. Pray for your disciples. Pray. Eh? Pray. It's a work of prayer. Prayer is the bedrock of Christian ministry. Nothing strengthens discipleship like prayer. Are you hearing me? Nothing strengthens your discipleship like prayer. You want that soul saved, that soul committed like you are. It's a work of prayer. You know in praying, you can know the exact day to lay hands on them. You know? In praying, you can find out what to teach. In praying, you can know what to say. Nothing strengthens ministry and discipleship like prayer. When we pray, we have an audience with the Father. First John 5, verse 14 to 15. First John 5, verse 14 to 15. It says, First John 4, 5, verse 14 to 15. 5, verse 14 to 15. It says that, and this, is, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hear it us. And if we know that he hears whatsoever we are, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. First Peter 3, verse 12. First Peter 3, verse 12. First Peter 3, verse 12. First Peter 3, 12. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. So, when we pray, we have an audience with the Father. We have an audience with the Father. We have an audience with the Father. So, prayer is the bedrock of your ministry. 
you will have to live a life of prayer. As you start teaching, before you even start teaching, you pray. Are you hearing me? Yes, you pray. Jesus left us with a pattern of continued and consistent prayer. Mark 1 verse 35, he woke up to a solitary place to pray. Luke 5 verse 16 to 17, Jesus prayed. Luke 5 verse 16 to 17, he prayed. Mark 1 35, he prayed. In Luke 22 verse 32, he prayed for his disciples. In Acts 6 verse 4, in Luke 22 verse 32, sorry, he prayed for Peter. He prayed for Peter. In Acts 6 verse 4, the apostles were given to consistent prayer. They were given to prayer. He taught and instructed the believers to pray also. So prayer is part and parcel of your faith, of our faith, an integral part of our discipleship. Prayer is part of it. So in the next section, we are going to study. We are going to see how, how do we even pray for their, our disciples? How do, we, how do we pray for them? We're going to study. We're going to see the next thing on 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 how to teach or how to teach the disciples, you know? We're going to see most of those things. So you pray for your disciples. You pray for them. You pray for them. You pray for them. So you have to learn to pray for your disciples. You have to learn to pray for your disciples. See, you cannot go wrong with prayer. Are you hearing me? See, my pastor said something one day that he blessed him. He said, if you pray for one person and you pray, 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 and the person did not stay stable, that one person, that prayer you prayed is not in vain. It will open the door for another person. Are you hearing me? So never go wrong with prayer. Never, never get discouraged with prayer and say, ah, I prayed now, I prayed, I did with you. No. God is working something. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? That wisdom helped me. He said, sometimes you pray, 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 the person will run away, will leave you. But watch it. Another person who will just come and stay consistent will just come. It will not be looking like, ah, I never really pray for this person. And this person is just stable. What happened? It's a result of that prayer. It did not go in waste. I'm sure this thing, some of you can relate to it. It did not go in waste. So stay praying. Prayer is the bedrock of your ministry. Pray for that disciple. Let's, let's just pray for those people we are, we are trusting, we are teaching. Lift your voice and let's pray. Let's just pray. Pray, 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 pray for those people we are teaching.